Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Greetings and hello. This is Mike Cleveland with my brother in Christ, Eric Hurt. Eric, so glad to be with you today. How are you? I'm doing very well, Mike, and so glad to be doing uh, talking about Lesson 4 uh, today with you, the, the Gospel for the Church. Yes, this is such an important lesson. We, we often talk about the cross. We see the focus in Scripture where Paul said, I would know nothing but uh, Jesus Christ and him crucified. But in that declaration, he also meant the death and resurrection of Jesus. Uh, and so we get to talk about that today. And uh, Eric, just briefly, as you look at this lesson, uh, lesson four of your book, The Gospel for the Church, why do you feel, just as an overall perspective, that the resurrection of Jesus is important? I know that's a broad question, isn't it? <laughs> right. Well, uh, <clears throat> you know, it just proves that, that he died, uh, right? Uh, not just. It just proves, <laughs> right? But it's the completion of the gospel, like you said. The gospel is that Jesus died for the forgiveness of sins. And that he rose on the third day, all according to the scriptures. This is very important. It's the connection uh, from life to death, from death to life. And uh, where we join in Jesus's death, we join in his resurrection. And uh, this is what it means to be new. Uh, this is what the church was is built on, was purchased with. Uh, if Jesus didn't rise, then we have zero hope of any hope for ourselves. And so it's important that we talk about the resurrection uh, and how it completes uh, the work Jesus did on the cross, the complete gospel for the forgiveness of sins. That's a really good uh, point and explanation. I think if we just talked about Jesus' death, people wouldn't really be convinced that he died for them because he was just like any other man who lived 33 years and then died. How do we know he actually died for us? But if he rose three days later, uh, that means then that he didn't have to die, that he chose to die, that he has power over death, so he didn't have to succumb to death, um, that he actually went there out of love for us because he uh, rose from the dead three days later. All these things are so important. Brother, I have to say, just as we get into this lesson four together, how thankful I am that the way in which you present this message comes across as good news. You know, the word gospel means good news, and it should come across as good news. I was listening to a sermon just this last week, and uh, somebody had, had wanted me to, to listen to a message, and it contained the words death and resurrection of Jesus. But the emphasis was for those who are really born again, for those who are truly converted, for those who are really saved. And I began looking inward and I, I began wondering, I wonder if I, I, I wonder if, you see, it's just a slight 
difference in emphasis Whereas if you mention the words death and resurrection is not really preaching the good news. It needs to come across as you've been forgiven of your sins by the payment of another. You've been justified before God by the resurrection of that other. You, you've been accepted by, you see, it comes across as good news. And that's what I really appreciate about the way in which you communicate. <clears throat> well, thank you, brother. And I appreciate the way you just communicated it. That was wonderful. And that's exactly right. It has to be anchored. Our, we have to see ourselves uh, in these passages of scripture. We have to see the benefits. We have to see the who, what, where, when, why, and how. <laughs> and, and, and this is how the gospel should be presented and preached. Um, and uh, that it was our sin uh, that nailed him there. And he completely put it to death for us. <clears throat> Rose victorious on the third day, like you said. I loved how you said it earlier. This is good news because Jesus, uh, uh, you know, he wanted to. It, this was in God's heart before the foundation of the world that his son would come. And Jesus delighted in coming. Isn't that something to, 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 to consider that how much Jesus loved us unto death? He desired to come and put sin to death for us. So that we could live with him and be free today. Um, that we could rise today. Our old man would be crucified and resurrected. This is, this is tremendously good news. Uh, as opposed to all the bad news that we hear. Uh, of, you know, through media and whatever else. Uh, that you need to do this. And you need to look inward. And you need to. <laughs> That's all bad news. <laughs> when we look at the cross and the the death and the resurrection of Jesus, man, this is truly good news that I can be completely, that I'm loved so much first, <laughs> uh, that the grace of God was poured out there for us and that we could truly live free and forgiven in this powerful resurrection that we love to talk about. Mm, amen. Well, you begin by using a passage in Romans 6 today. And you are looking at verses 5 to 7. I'll just read it. It says, For if we've been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. And so there we see the connection of what you just said, which is our old self dying with Christ, and then our new self rising with him. Um, and so we're talking about this verse, Eric. Um, when Jesus died on the cross, our old self was crucified with Christ. And you asked, what is the twofold blessing of being crucified with Christ? What do you see here as the twofold blessing of being crucified with Christ? Well, that is if we've been united with him, if we've died with Christ, uh, like Paul so well said, right? I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live but Christ lives in me, and so, therefore, I've been raised to life, right? So, if we've been united with Christ in his death, we will, we shall certainly, <laughs> I love that, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Uh, Mike, <laughs> we're not left dead. Uh, we have risen. We are new. Uh, we are joined with Jesus Christ as a new creation joined with with Jesus Christ 
uh, adopted into the family, forgiven, free, and where sin is remembered no more. There's no condemnation for us, brother. It's just tremendous uh, news, uh, like we talked about in the beginning. This is good news, that if we're united with him in his death, we shall certainly be resurrected in a resurrection like his. That's, that's such good news. And, and Eric, if you think about it, the fact that we're united with him means that we can never be separated from him, um, too. I, I just think right now of Romans 8 towards the end where it says that there is no separation for us. We, we can't, nothing can separate us from the love of God, Eric, because mm -hmm. why? We've been united with Christ, joined yeah. with him forever and that that itself that uniting with Christ like that in his death and in his resurrection itself brings blessings and as you went on to question two and and three and four <laughs> talking about the blessings that being united with Christ itself brings and you're listing I think two of them here um, and so the first one is that our sinful nature would cease to exist question, if my sinful nature ceases to exist because it has been crucified with Christ, why do I still sin? <laughs> well, we still live in this body of flesh, but sin's power has, uh, has been broken. Uh, sin's slavery has been purchased for us. Sin was put to death. It no longer has a grip on us like it used to. That's why we're no longer, that's why our, our old self was crucified and buried uh, in the tomb. And when we rise, we rise to a new nature. Now we won't get the absolute fullness of that until our bodies are resurrected uh, with Jesus and glorified bodies are given. So we live in this body of flesh, but sin's power ha has been put to death. Sin's slavery, uh, again, sin's debt has been canceled. Sin's condemnation uh, has been poured out on Christ. And so there isn't any condemnation for us anymore. Uh, we live in a new identity with Christ. Sin is no longer our identity. Uh, we don't, we, you know, we've been, we've been uh, separated from it in that sense. Sin is no longer identity. This is the problem with with groups and step groups and, and the world's programs is they want to find your identity uh, in your old life. Uh, in Christ, you're completely separated uh, from your old life because the old man's buried in a tomb and you rise new. And so, uh, yes, but we still have flesh until upon Christ's return and we receive our glorified bodies. And boy, just it's just more good news one right after the other, isn't it, Mike? That's really awesome. It comes across that way when you really see the gospel. I, I think of how you just said that we're separated from our sin. And, you know, the truth is that Satan calls you by your sin and doesn't know your name. Mm -hmm. But Jesus calls you by your name and doesn't know your sin. Um, the reason is because we've been separated from it. This is something that the church really needs to grasp, Eric. And I'm so thankful that your book helps us to grasp it, which is our old self has been crucified and is dead. Uh, and that affects the way we live. Surely we live differently if we die than 
before we die, there's going to be a change. Uh, and truly, this affects the way we live because we, we get hit with temptation and we can truly say, I died to that. I, I'm no longer the man who responds to that. Now, it's not saying that we live perfectly and that we never trip up, and of course we do. Um, but Jesus so loved us that he gave himself for us and took us with him to that cross. And it's just so beautiful, Eric. I'm, I'm so thankful for this book that clarifies that. That's the first blessing that you have listed, that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. Um, wow, Eric, all my years of trying, all my efforts that I put out, and as you mentioned, the 12-step groups, how they, they just twist the truth just slightly to show that, you know, instead of dying, I'm actually recovering, and I just need to keep recovering, and that's just such a lie, and it just distorts the truth that I actually died, um, and yet you bring it out loud and clear, uh, and, and this is why, Eric, it's why I am praying for this book <laughs> that you, you wrote. I'm praying, and I hope our listeners are praying uh, and going to Amazon and buying the book called The Gospel for the Church by Eric Hurt, because it takes the good news and applies it in all areas of our lives. So that, that was just a thank you to you for, um, for putting this down in writing. First blessing that we would be crucified with Christ. Second blessing. What is the second blessing that you have listed here? Uh, let's see that the, uh, that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. Just as you wonderfully said, I love that connection point there. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, it's so easy that we could miss these amazing truths. The body of sin be brought to nothing that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. For the one who has died has been set free from sin. And so this is just absolutely amazing. Um, the captives are set free at the cross. We are no longer uh, enslaved to sin. Isn't that wonderful? Who wants to be a slave to sin? Uh, like you said, I've, I've lived that life far too long. Um, and it was absolutely horrible. You can't pamper the flesh. In recovery, uh, you can't try harder, Mike. I've done those things. I've tried harder. Uh, in fact, all sin slavery does is put you in isolation, makes you feel alone, uh, separated. Feel, I always felt like I couldn't say anything to anybody because I would be instantly judged and condemned. Why? Because I knew that's what sin deserved. And yet, mm. when, when, I, when I see that at the cross... Uh, that I would no longer be enslaved to sin. Uh, not steps, if you will, but one step. Just look at the cross and see uh, that the body of flesh, sinful flesh, is brought to nothing. And when that happens, captives are set free. And you're no longer enslaved to sin. Isn't that wonderful? This is more good news. More Just this good news is piling up. And, uh, you know, what it does is warm you up and, and fill you up and uh, set your heart on fire that you want to share this good news with others. 
especially if they're reading these passages and, and saying, oh, isn't that a wonderful passage? But, but then we look at it again. Let's look at it deeper. Let, let's read it slowly. Let's, let's pull it apart. Let, let's really look at this and see what happened at the cross, not only at the cross, but through the resurrection that we're talking about today that completes the gospel in forgiving our sins and putting it to death and rising to new. So, brother, this just sets our hearts ablaze. It's just incredible. It's the most incredible story ever told. It's the most powerful rescue mission ever seen. Uh, and it is just, who wouldn't want to rejoice in this good news? That is absolutely right. Uh, and as it comes across the way you just said it, what happens? Worship, rejoicing, thankfulness, humility, gratitude, love, all those, the fruits of the Spirit happen as it comes across as good news. Uh, and that's, that's why I love the way that you can convey this message, that it truly comes across as good news. Like, for example, the, the number two benefit you list, which is freedom. Uh, captives are set free. It says, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Mm -hmm. That's the terminology that teaches us the truth that whoever sins, Jesus said in Johnny, is a slave to sin. So it's not addiction. Um, they're, they're trying to capture the same thing. The problem is the world says once an addict, always an addict. And that is true for them. They will always be enslaved to sin. But for believers who have died with Christ, we've risen to a new life. We're no longer enslaved. The slavery has uh, been, we've been released from that slavery. We're like the Israelites when they were in bondage to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians. And then through the, the death of the Passover lamb, they were set free. They, they had a new life. They were free. They were to be God's people. This is the picture that you and I experience as we die with Christ. We're no longer enslaved to sin. And, you know, Eric, I can look back on decades of slavery to, to sexual impurity and to overeating was horrible for me and to uh, drunkenness and to lying and to greed and all the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh are obvious, right? The Bible says, and I was enslaved to these things. I could not overcome them. And I would focus on one of them and try as hard as I could and, Nope, turns out I, my chains were very tight and I was enslaved. But Eric, the gospel has set me free. I'm no longer enslaved. I'm not a slave to sin because my old nature died and I've been risen to new life. This is the, the, the glory and the power of the gospel, right? Amen. So if someone's listening right now, this is to be joined by faith right? As we read these passages, we're seeing uh, Christ lifted up on the cross, right? We're seeing and listen to these words like, like we've been talking about. Words are very important. We don't want to miss them. The body of sin might be brought to nothing. It, it almost sounds like it is finished, right? <laughs> brought to nothing. It, is, it was finished on the cross. Your body of sin was brought to nothing. That we would here we go again, no longer, 
<laughs> be enslaved. And the, these are just so powerful for the one who has died, has been set free from sin. Prison doors were open. Your old man was crucified and now risen with Christ. Uh, these, it's just amazing. Uh, by faith, brother, we look. And we don't put faith in ourselves, um, just as we don't preach ourselves, but we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, the power of God. And this is why it is the power of God. It has the power to penetrate <laughs> uh, the worst of sinners like you and I, right, Mike? <laughs> and make us new. And it's just absolute wonderful good news. And I'm so thankful to Jesus um, for dying for us, uh, for, for loving us so with such incredible love. It, it, it makes us uh, uh, at times uh, find words that can really convey what our heart wants to speak. It's that wonderful. And uh, so I just hope that somebody listening is really seeing the benefits of uh, not only Jesus's death, uh, but the benefit of his resurrection. That love of Jesus has melted my heart. Just It just has absolutely crushed and melted my heart. Um, because when you look at the cross, Eric, you're seeing love poured out. Mm -hmm. Along with his life, along with his blood, along with his spirit that he poured out, he poured out the love of God. And the Holy Spirit pours that love out in our hearts. And this is why the change that happens to the Christian is from the heart. Because the cross and the heart are connected. And when your heart changes, your life changes. I'm glad you mentioned that. The love of Christ, Eric, is so powerful and so strong. We come to question four. You asked this question, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. But how can we live with him according to Romans 6, 9? Romans 6, 9 says, we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. So what's the answer here? How can we live with him? Well, we live, we live with him in the present. And we'll live with him forever as death will no, have, no longer has dominion over us if we've died in Christ. Uh, being raised from the dead, we will never die again either, brother, right? The second death has no power over the believer. And so we live with him now. And, it, 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 this is, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because this message isn't for just salvation that I'm going to live with Christ in the distant future. Although that's true, but salvation is for today. If you hear his voice today, if you see him dying your death, your punishment, your condemnation today, look there and believe the message and be joined with Christ, rising with him today, where death will no longer have dominion over you. You live with him today, tomorrow and even the second death has no power whatsoever over you. And you will live from now all the way into eternity with Christ. And because of his work on the cross and his resurrection power. Yeah, that's exactly right. 
for the death he died, he died to sin. Well, guess what? You and I died to. Mm -hmm. We died to sin. He died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. And of course, this is addressing you and I, that we died with him to sin, that we live with him to God. Our life now is pointed Godward. Mm -hmm. It's the change from sin and self to Christ, to God, to, you know, all things eternal and spiritual rather than temporary and physical. Um, and this is because the, of the fact that we've been raised with him. That's such a good point. Um, Eric, can we look at question five. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, what did he die to and who does he live to? He died to sin. He now lives to God. We sh should see the practical effect of Jesus' death and resurrection here, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, the death he died, he died to sin once, once for all. And But the life he now lives, he lives to God. And so this is exactly how uh, when we see Jesus hanging on the cross, he died to sin, uh, put it completely death, had victory over it completely and forever. Um, and, the, and, and so now, the life that we live, we or when we've crucified with Christ, we died to sin. <laughs> and the life we live, we now live to God. So this, like you said just moments ago, this is how we can have our hearts and minds not set on things below, but where the scripture says, set your minds on things above, where Christ is seated. His work is completed. He's been raised from the dead. And so it's just a marvelous message of good news, brother. And again, I hope someone listening is, is really taking this message to heart, uh, that they're believing it from the heart, uh, that they can see that they have joined Christ in this wonderful uh, separation from sin upon the death of Christ and this wonderful life living to God by way of resurrection. Amen. And with that, let's close this first portion of Lesson 4. And Eric, I will see you shortly for the second portion. Okay, thank you, Mike. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.